I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones. A Paolo Dicano. West Ham United. We celebrate Good morning, good evening or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season 11, I think it's episode 28, that's what I'm calling it, maybe 29, who knows. Um, who cares? No booches. Uh, good excuses this week, boys. First of all, dentistry. Right, George is not here this week because he's had three wisdom teeth removed. Right, And he's probably talking like this with his injections. That's a good impression of George, actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and secondly, uh, Daddy Bucci... Um, He's still done his back on is his last day of his drugs. What drugs? We don't know. But um, let's see. We should see the butchers back next week. But, of course, uh, new job. Uh, Nigel, where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my living room watching oh. Nottingham Forest, Huddersfield. Yeah. You're not even in your shed. No, oh. no. no. Uh, how was your first day? Nigel's. His life's falling to uh, pieces. A lot, a lot, a lot of running about. So Can we call you? So nice. you, everybody up, up titles themselves now. Um, yeah. Um, program director, project director. No director. No. Yeah, but use the word. Just, you don't want to use the uh, word manager. You always. No Why? manager. If he's a manager, yeah. management's a yeah. good skill. Some I people can't what do it. it. I don't know what my title is actually. You don't even you just signed a contract. You don't even you probably. You didn't even know what your title was. Yeah. Anyway, well, the title on the job said like account manager, Ooh. um, which baffled me because obviously Ooh. I'm not an sales. accountant. So sales. Ain't that means sales. So, account manager means sales. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not a salesman. So I'll have to clean up the salesman's mess, Paul Turner, if you're listening. Um, so they sell it. And then I, my job is to put right what they've sold, because um, generally they'll sell it wrong. Paul Turner. Wow. Mm. Day one, still I survived. Got a nice car, so I'm happy. 
Good. What'd you get? Volkswagen Golf. GTI or? No, I, I don't know what it is actually. It's got a full tank of petrol. Is it, is so. it convertible? Oh, that's good. <laughs> is it no. convertible? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know when you drive it away and you think, I didn't even ask if it was petrol or diesel? <laughs> but I'm guessing it's, it it's an automatic and I've not driven an automatic oh. for 30 years. Different to Martin. Anyway, it's not a new job podcast. It is a football podcast. Or a car podcast. Yeah. Or a car podcast. Uh, let's move on. Uh, where are you? What are you doing then? Uh, I'm in my studio, literally watching paint dry. Are you Somewhat taking a new job up no. today? Is there anything you want to share? Are you? I heard you were no. taking up to be a Weight Watchers coach. Is that true? No. What? Because oh. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I said you put your weight back on. Yeah. I told... No. I told Len that in my you first week, you like your food too much. I lost eight pounds. I'm a foodie, and his motivational speech was to me, "You'll put it all back on." Thanks, Len. You will. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for that main motivational <laughs> pep talk. Oh, I'm proud of you, Sean. No, Honestly, no, now it seems false. Now it seems false, pounds. right? I don't want it. I don't want your sympathy now. Now it seems false, right? right. Let's talk about football. Um, what'd you have for dinner tonight first? Oh, I had a lovely... Weight Watcher. Well, funny you should ask. I'm glad you asked me because it was only three points. So I had uh, a mindful chef and it was chicken breast cooked with leeks, yeah. onion, oh. garlic, yeah. tarragon, yeah. Um, yeah. a little bit of corn flour, uh, what yeah. else? M- mushrooms, right? So that, yeah. that was the base. You cook it all up and... and and yeah, right, only with, with one cow fry, and then you cook up a butternut squash, mash it, boil yeah. it for 20 minutes, peel it, cut up yeah, the butternut I squash, just said, turn I it just into asked, mash. What did you have? And turn it, hang on, I'm talking about it's a creamy old oh, spinach, I forgot spinach in it, and you turn it into a, like a cottage pie. Three points. I bet you're glad you asked now, Lynn. <laughs> really, oh, I'll no. tell you what, Nottingham Forest, right, and this is a thing here. Nottingham Forest have just scored a goal. Yeah. 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 Disallowed for offside. Off, right. They've chalked it off straight away. But there's no VAR because no they're not VAR. Premier League ground. He was onside. No. He was no. onside. So what are you saying? You love VAR now? No. What I'm saying is if you're having a competition like the FA Cup, either yeah. you have it at every ground or you don't have it at yeah, all. Yeah, ain't got it. You got paid for I'll it, go though, for it. No, at all. but what they're saying is, if it's at a Premier League ground, then they'll have VAR. Yeah, but you know why? Well, no, yeah, because only the Premier money. League got VAR, Sean. Yeah, no, no, but no. What I'm why? Saying is, why? It's money. It's money. He's got it right. Yeah, I know that. But what I'm saying is, they shouldn't use VAR at all no. in the FA Cup. No, I, I agree. Should we go straight into it? I was... Uh, well, that, that, that's I was... a great link to talk about Southampton, yeah. isn't it? And now Huddersfield has just scored. No, no Liverpool. <laughs> no, we're going to Southampton right. first. All right. Because we're doing both VIR games. So, so there was a VIR. Just because someone was at Southampton. Well, so were you as well, right? Yeah, all right. <laughs> and by the way, I did it with my own points, right? I had enough points to get. So before what, your Weight Watchers points? No. Well, uh, both tickets. Priority, but I've got, I've got 14 points today. I had enough to buy me a Seville away if I wanted to. And, and go on Thursday, but I didn't. It went right down. Um, to Why didn't I think you go made the end? right choice. Yeah. Why didn't I go? Watches get banned. Well, I, yeah, watches I, I, get banned. I suppose the problem is I've left it so late <laughs> till I knew I could get a ticket. It wasn't transferable. You know, imagine trying to get 
flights and hotels now, they'd be sky high. I just think yeah. after the welcome you got to Southampton, you'd be probably better off avoiding <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, that weren't very nice, was it? Yeah. Anyway, no. Southampton, uh, me and my son, uh, we went. Uh, as Nigel said, and he's correct, <clears throat> it's quicker to get to Southampton from Surrey than it is the London Stadium. So we got down there in an hour and a half. Uh, not so well on the way back because uh, they closed the M25 and M3. Um, and and we met a few. Uh, we've met a few people in the pub beforehand. Met up with Paul Turner and his son and uh, and Gansill Hammer, one of my my favourite trolls. We we met him in the pub, didn't we, Nigel? Anyone else? We Do you met? know who else you met in the pub? Go on, you didn't tell me. Andy Austin. No. He shook his hand. When? Did he? Did he sit at the table know, with me. Though. Yeah. So oh. me, me, Paul Turner, and, and two Andys, one of them being Andy Austin. Who's no. a lovely Well, why didn't you Sean. mention, did he know who I was? I just, yeah, of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> you kept that one quiet. Oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't when know when you, you come mates. upstairs, I went... Come on, Andy, I'll hold your coat. <laughs> he was laughing. Oh, um, he? He's all right. Yeah. No, he's a nice bloke. Yeah. Really is. Comes from Bournemouth, you know. Does he? Yeah. Oh, local I just thought I'd throw that in. Yeah. Well, he don't live in Bournemouth now. All right. Um, but he grew up in Bournemouth. There you go. I mean, if I mentioned Bournemouth during this podcast 20 times, I think I matched at the times and he said it. Yeah. But still. Well, before we start, let me just tell you about West Ham. I'm going to have a little bit of a rag. Go on, right? I bought my ticket. Oh, here we go. When do you reckon it turned up? Uh, Friday. Saturday. Saturday from worse. But it gets better because yeah. cause mm. I, I think I said to you, yours only turned up on what? The, the right morning, wasn't it? The morning before or the morning of the game? Tuesday, yeah. Morning uh, of before. a Wednesday. So mine turned up on Saturday. Uh, what? Thursday, Friday. Uh, three Wednesday days after the game, Friday. right? Yeah. But don't worry, because I talked to the head of ticketing, and I said, my ticket hasn't turned up. She said, all right, I'll turn you on to the duplicate list, right? So I go, okay. Spoke to um, Jake, who, who who was out, and he said, don't worry. SLOs will sort you out. So we're walking from the pub with Nigel. I go up to ticket office and said, there's a ticket for me. What's your name? What's your reference? No, we haven't. So I go to the SLO. What's going on there? I don't know. Nicholas said she put one behind. So... There I am, they go, well, sorry, your name's not on the list. So I literally had to blag it. I, 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 he said, well, I said, well, what can you do? He said, well, there's nothing you can do. I said, look, I know my uh, I know my seat reference. I know my row, etc. And I know my block. So he went, all right, all right, I'll just print one off. And he just printed one off for me. He took my word for it. He said, there you go. He said, how, how do you... I said, how do you know I'm telling the truth? He went, I can't be bothered. <laughs> There you go. You can blag one. But um, if if you know the seat number and the block number, oh, I, I number. think yeah, yeah. I, sp- I suppose not everyone would know the block and the seat number and everything. No. So, um, so Nigel, let's let's start with you. You were at the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good good atmosphere to begin with. Not forget about the game, but it was a good atmosphere, and you know what, five thousand people, four thousand eight hundred. It was near a. Was it? Did um, you like the light show? I hope you appreciated the light show. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I saw it. So, yeah, 
it was okay. I mean, it's um, yeah, I suppose it was a good atmosphere. It got a bit tetchy at the end. I can I'll cover that in a minute yeah. after we've covered the game and explain yeah. why. Um, I think something needs to be done about the fans. Um, the game itself, bright start by us. Yeah, really good. Um, should have took full use of that, but we didn't. They got a goal, and then against a of play, of, I thought. Yeah, and then we sort of sunk into our shell. I, I, the one thing I'll say about the, the goal, so. I blame two people for the goal. Cool. I blame, or well, three people, actually. Uh, so first of all, being there, I think I did tell you, I, was, I didn't see it after time. But anyway, I thought Ariola's positioning was bad. The ball did not yeah. fly in the top corner. Mm. It yeah. went in no, the middle of the goal. Middle, didn't it? Um, ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, in a way, I initially blamed but as well. But then after that, I thought, no, actually... I blame David Moyes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And why? Pray I'll tell, tell you why. He played... Tell us why. He played what, we, what we'd call a 3-5-2. Mm-hmm. Yeah? But what happened is, it's obviously under instruction that when we're defending, it goes to a back five. Now, if you do that and you win back and your wing backs drop all the way, so if you look at the first goal, we've got a line of five players on the edge of the penalty area. There is no one near their player that picks the ball up. Liverano, is it, or whatever his name is? Um, so he, he had time to control the Livermento, ball. Livermento, I think it Livermento, is. Livermento, yeah. yeah. Stop the ball, have a look, and unleash his shot, and no one closed him down. Now, I, in a way, I thought Ben Johnson was in the wrong position, but then I'm thinking about it. No, he's probably been told by David Moyes, wouldn't you up and down, up and down, but when we're defending, you get back in the line. Would that, and, and this is where you think, this is where you need 4-4-2 or 4-5-1. Because then you've got a double bank of players on each wing. And I think that's how we lost that game. Okay. Um, and well, let's talk tone. about, obviously, the first goal was against the runner play. Mm. Um, but it changed the play. Obviously, they, we end... They we, were then dominant. We finish... One nil down. Yeah. Um, you know, all to play for and probably not panicking. Mm. Uh, they made nine changes, right? And so people were joking, you know, it's a B team, you know, and, and I had a Southampton friend who I work with said, you know, you'll beat us easy. We made nine changes, you know, we, we're mm. rubbish when we make changes. But they, they seem to, after the goal, they seem to get into it a bit more and, and really, that first half, then, you know, we, we just weren't taking our chances. Second half comes, Antonio brings it level. And you really think, I don't know, I'm going to ask you, I really think that's it, you know, momentum's with us now. I think mm. we're going to go on to win this. Yeah. No, and then I'd, nine I'd... minutes later, the penalty comes. Yeah. I'd, uh, I... Was I, it a penalty? Not from where I was. But then again, I was two rows from the back. Um, well, we're, we're, we're all the way up, to, um, up, up the other end. You've seen a replay. We're going to come on to Lenin in a minute. Yeah, but the, but the, and this is what brings me to what I've just witnessed here for Nottingham Forest Huddersfield. Yeah. So VAR gave that penalty. Yeah. Now the referee didn't. No, he didn't. So you might have and, not to. 
and therefore, but so because if we was playing that at Nottingham Forest, and it had it had been a Nottingham Forest fan uh, player running through that Dawson brought down at the City Ground, the game would have played on. Yeah, uh, I mean you're right. And so therefore, it's an inaccuracy in the tournament. Yeah. And we couldn't get back into it. I mean, I don't really count the third goal. Well, because, I don't know. Well, I know we had chances. Say... We didn't. I and mean, we're going to talk about Liverpool. It's another game where we just didn't take our chances. Yeah, but we... hold up. Do, do, we had that great editor, their keeper, uh, Cal- Willie Calabrero. Yeah. Well, I didn't realise. You know, he's been at Man City. I think he's been at Chelsea. You know, I didn't realise he was at Southampton now. Oh, Willie. Yeah. Um. Pulled a fantastic save, I think, from Dawson. Yeah, yeah just before no, they got the third goal. So I think we were a bit. But I the think, third goal, you know look, what we five minutes. We, yeah, we were forget about it. Forward. It don't matter, does I, it? No, I think also bearing in mind that a lot of our goals come from set pieces. We miss Chriswell's delivery. Yeah. Well, funny you say that because that that's just the right time. Yeah. To say, well, you know. Before we move on to the Liverpool game. No, no, no. No, I wasn't going to do that. We're going to talk oh, to cool. Lem, but I was just going to give you a stat attack. Um, West Ham enjoyed the majority of possession with 52 to their 48. We had 11 shots, four on target. They had 12, four on target. We had, and here's the point I was just making. So very similar in stats so far. We had seven corners to their one. And I think, as you say, we didn't capitalise on those set pieces where... You know, usually we would have done a little bit better after having, you know, six times as many corners as them. Hmm. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Um, we'll come back to you to say why I got a bit tetchy in a minute. Uh, Len, fans, yeah. you, you, you maybe watched a little bit better because, you know, when you're stuck behind the goal, you know, you don't see it. Yeah. We, saw, we saw that goal really, that their goal first goal really well. So, because it's right in front of us, but, you know... When it came to the penalty, yeah, you you, you rely and I think I asked on the WhatsApp group and you know people were saying yeah it looks like a pen. What what did you see at the time? I see um, Dawson not making a tackle, and um, Broger was it? Is that his name? Broger. Broger. Yeah. Broger not attempting to shoot. So, so it's not a pen in your eyes. No, it's a. I suppose what you could call it a VAR penalty now. To elaborate on Nigel's point, I'm agreeing with. I mean, who was it? Andre Mariner, wasn't it? Who uh, you can't just look at things. He missed it though. I mean, it's got to be clear and obvious, isn't it? Isn't that the rules? Yeah, and they're repeating it and repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. Is it clear and obvious? No, of course it's not. No. What they're saying is, has no. Can has I point Dawson out the clearing? Can I just point out the clearing obvious bit? Yeah, I thought was predominantly for like offsides. Yeah, I thought that was the work. You know, people were putting this clear and obvious to everything. I, I, I thought it was to it everything. Was so I stand no. corrected if yeah, if but we know what a clear and obvious thing is. If you look at it yeah. once and you don't need to reply, that's clear and obvious. And I yeah. think we should. The but VAR he, should just... he, he looked, and he, and, and actually, no. I don't know if you. I, no. was, I was watching, no. him and he went All back, he... and he had one last look before giving the penalty. Yeah, well, this is it. This is why I think VAR is wrong. Just look at it. Look at it again once. Look at it out of the context at the same speed. Look at it once. 
And if you don't see anything, don't fucking give it. Don't start looking out for things. This, nah, it's not good. This. Um, just look at it and be reasonable. And it's not a reasonable penalty, as you know. We get on the Liverpool one as well. You know, you need to. You do. People need to be reasonable, and not look out for things, and see what they want to see. But there you go. Already in the past, isn't it? That's life. So I'm reading the Premier League website and another website, and it doesn't say it's only for offsides. Nigel. It, they won't say it's for anything. They want to leave the VR door. VR can overturn a subjective want. decision if it's if there was a clear and obvious error has been identified. It won't clear and obvious. No, anyway, it, it they should give only, it. What it says, it, this, is, this is on on a website, it should only be used when the referee has made a clear and obvious error. Ergo... The VAR has told him the decision is wrong and the u- the referee uses a monitor to confirm the decision will be changed. Well, what, what it is, when you're watching this VAR get repeated and repeated and repeated, the terminology you use, if you're watching it with mm. a friend or you talk to yourself like me while I'm watching TV, you'll say, they're giving that. You're not yeah, yeah. saying, that's a penalty. What you're saying is, they're giving that. Yeah. And, and it also it says, it, it goes on to say, the monitor shouldn't be used for the referee to check his decision. It's to change it. It's just That's a waste of time, then. We've got to live with it. Uh, you know, we could yeah. talk yeah, about Yeah, well, you know, and this is why I was against... All, all we've done is transferred one human error to another. To another one. To some That's bloke. all we've done. Yeah. You know, they're paying out all these millions of pounds to have it in the stadium and they're paying out extra wages in more referees to sit in an office and other people to make the same mistakes that human referees made. And, you know, that's the way I see it. But we know that because I've moaned about it for ages, didn't I, VAR, before it came in. Yeah, no, you have. So... And, and I read, by the way, it was the FA that called that VAR, back in 2019, the FA called that VAR should only be used for clear and obvious offside errors. Yes, yeah. But that was, um, yeah, that but was the FA board that said that. But it's yes, not because what's happened. Each, each individual football authority can interpret VAR the way they want. But that led to a lot of confusion with European games because different people... Uh, Obviously, you know, interpret it different for us to just equalise. Yeah, and it also goes on to say VAR, uh, yeah, should only be used to correct clear and obvious mistakes Mm. and not to, hang on, it goes on. If it's not clear in the first, at first sight, exactly what Len said, Mm. then it's not obvious. And it shouldn't be considered. So I make you right. I make you right, Len. How many times did he go back? I mean, if if we do the replay, he looked at it about it. four times, and then he yeah, went to walk away, showed... and then he came back again. He looked at it one more time. Well, on the TV, you're watching it, it seven or eight times, and well, then, you're not sure. Well, it's not obvious, then, is it? No, of course it's not. Uh, do you know what? I'm not. I'm not. Decision. 
I'm not conspiracy theorist, but how many times did the referee relook at the Man City <coughs> Everton penalty? Yeah. I'll tell you, none, because he didn't even go and look at it. No. Why is that? Because he weren't even called over by the VAR <coughs> people to look at it. So that's when I say we've transferred one mistake yeah. to another. Ain't yeah. no good, you know, Mike Wiley coming out and going, oh, I'm really sorry about that. Too late, mate. It's, it's a yeah. total waste of time. Yeah. Anyway, Len, uh, sorry, yeah. we, we, we got hijacked. We, if if we'd have right. got that result and it wasn't a penalty... Do you think yeah. we could have won that? Do you think it, that decision changed the game? Yeah, well, of course it can do. Um, yeah, of course well, we, it di- can we didn't do. seem. I'm, I'm, I'm we eager to. We, we didn't we seem didn't to take very, our chances, and we we. No. You know, we'll move on to Liverpool in a little bit, and it yeah, was the same didn't there. Take our chances there either. So no, you're right. We didn't take our chances. You know, I, I thought, and, and look, it, it hurt me, and it cost me a pound bet, because I have a pound bet with the guy who works in my office, Southampton fan. We always have a pound bet. We lost nine pound, then, didn't you, now, then? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll put it back on. Um, yeah. Well, you're having a bet with the Geordie now. Uh, I, I'll say, <laughs> um, you know, it, uh, they deserved it. Yeah, they You can't say did. they didn't I, I deserve it. it. At the end of, of the I game, actually, they deserved it. It was one off the pitch. It wasn't one I lost by the team. Mm. Teams, because we went on the pitch with a better team, started yeah. off the better team. Yeah, you know, nine Come changes, the you pitch. think. Uh, they're not taking Come this seriously. The they had a better team than us. Yeah. Lots of cats, lots of booing. Uh, Nigel, you were going to say, what? obviously it got a bit naughty afterwards. I, 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 a lot of people left early because well, the last train was I, w- I wasn't going to talk. I was going to talk about what happened in the ground. What, and, we, what happened at the ground? So... You, you're watching things thrown, and I saw three seats broken thrown oh, into really? the Southampton end. Oh, and, and, and it's the way that's, they do it. That's not good. Yeah, they just fling it in the air. Yeah. Um, so it's as long as it goes into Southampton, that's all right. But then what happens is you get a bang, is you end up with a situation where my daughter's, one of my daughter's best friends, Gets hit in a bottle, a Pepsi bottle, in the eye, cuts all her eye open. What? When was this? Yeah. At the game? From the Southampton end, then they threw a Pepsi bottle oh, into the West Ham end, and and this is the thing, yeah, and it's and it cut her eye open, and it's give her a black eye. Oh. The, the photograph. I'll send you the well, photograph. No one was. I mean, they saw the trouble outside. But I mean, I was in row four. You don't ever. But I, see... I, I didn't see any trouble at all. No, and but. I've noticed this. It's getting worse. It's getting worse yeah. at football. Yeah. Even on the on the seg line, people, you know. The, the, Where were you, the, by the way? Was, I was on the seg line, but at the back. Right. Okay. I was ten. I was about ten, twelve seats in from the seg line, and at the back, it weren't so rowdy at the back, but yeah. it was from both sides. But I see a lot of this, and, and you know what it is. I'm not going to say it's West Ham fans. I think it's the youth for today because it seemed yeah. to be younger people. And There was a lot of young people at the game, weren't there? You, you know, you get this with cup games as well um, because you get the, the non-regular away fans going. And yeah. I don't know, you know. There, there was a lot of drunk I think some people have made a bit of a day of it. And, and look, I, I told these two guys, I'm not going to make a big deal of it, but someone came up to me at half-time and gave me a bit, got in my face and gave me a bit of hard time. Um 
and I I just walked away from it and I said, look, you know, I'm, I'm here with my son to enjoy a bit of football, you know. Um, there was a lot of drunk people though, and you know, we all saw the social. I I got out that as soon as of the final whistle, uh, I was back to my car, um, and a lot of people were leaving right on the final whistle because the last train. But it didn't stop some people because I've seen the social media of fighting outside, mm. uh, you know, with police and everything else. Although I didn't see it myself, you didn't see any trouble, did you? You you weren't far behind me, were you? Um, I, I ignored it as as we came out. I I, I didn't get out till late because obviously there was oh, five and a half thousand people yeah. in front of me. Yeah, yeah. So we weren't getting out, and on on the, the old nearest me, which was the seg line. The old Bill were trying to hold back because a load of fifteen-year-olds thought they'd abuse each other, oh. which you know, well, was I, quite huge. Then you got ahead you of know. me because I, I made the mistake of ringing Stell, not putting my sat nav on. So I was yeah. talking to Stell, who was at the game as well. And you probably sat in all the traffic. And I sat on all the traffic because I just I thought, well, it's after the game. I'll just get yeah, on the A thirty-three out of um, uh, Southampton, go on the M three M twenty-five. I don't need a sat nav. Well, the A twenty-three yeah. is absolutely blocked, and we're just sitting in football traffic and it yeah. takes us about 30 minutes we get on the m3 road works first then yeah. they close the road right in front of us like 200 yards in front of us yeah. and then the m25 was shut. <laughs> so yeah. didn't get back to past midnight and we left at like half nine well yeah well we we got back to the car to be fair paul turner was driving he did well he had me on by half 12 i think well you're only and... half an hour behind me yeah, but he had to go all the way the north way around the M25. Because the M25 was shut, yeah. Yeah, but then we discovered that the north side was shut as well. Yeah. But they hadn't advertised that. Yeah. So, um, any, yeah. yeah, any West Ham fan. We, we were watching Stell go live while slurring with his friends on... Well, uh... <laughs> yeah. I did, did you watch that? I, did, I caught a bit of it, and I sent Stell uh, a text the next day saying you could start a new trend for Sidewoods videos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Right, well, that's Southampton. We're out the FA Cup. Nothing to play for now. We're out the League Cup. Now. Oh, no, we're still in Europa. Well, until Thursday uh, and next Thursday. Um, let's move to Liverpool. Uh, did anyone go? I don't think no, so. I didn't. No. no. You, you have been to Liverpool. You, you like yeah. a little bit of Liverpool. Yeah, I do, yeah. But not not on Saturday. No, I've got, I've got too much going on at the moment. Snagging that kitchen, I know. Yeah. Well, let's start with you this time, Nigel. Um, mm-hmm. You've always said to me, I don't mind losing as long as we turn up and we give it a go. Yes. Well, that had everything that you want. It, yes. We did give it a go. We tried yes. bloody hard. Yeah. And it just didn't happen. Jurgen Klopp said afterwards, that's three dirty points. Yeah. And Liverpool fans said, you were unlucky. Phew. But sometimes, you know, luck goes that way. Yeah. 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 (laughs) What what, what Um, did you make of, you know, when we heard Declan Rice, we'll talk about this later, was out. You know, rumours started. uh, And then we lost Bowen. You know, we sort of go, oh my God, you can't play a team like Liverpool without Declan Rice. We proved that wrong. And then... You know, losing Bowen, where we've lost a real big attacking threat, but yeah. it didn't play like that, did it? Well, Forest two one up. Um, so 
according to someone on Twitter, my predicted lineup was going to be miles out. Um, uh, but then I was only one player out, which was Declan Rice, which nobody really would have foreseen. So that idiot on Twitter, Mr. West Ham Football, um, was obviously completely in the wrong. Well, what did I say? Because... Well, you you sort of sniggered at my lineup. Well, I I thought, and only well, I, based, I, I did know, I did know. Um, obviously, Rice was Croc, and I had told you that. Um, but the, uh, you know, they were Creswell was out. Cres, no, you know. I said Creswell was a doubt and faced a late fitness test, which he did, and so did um, uh, Suchek. Um, I mean, he looked a bit awful, Suchek, with that bloody headband on and his eye looks awful but fair play to him you know yeah no it, the, what I, what do I learn from that Liverpool game um, life without Declan Rice is not to be frightened of yeah agreed um, we've got some we need we need a finisher I don't I don't mind playing without a striker um, as long as they can put the ball in it Unfortunately, there's a bit of me thinks that if the two clear-cut chances have fallen to Antonio, he would have got one of them. But obviously, four nails had the first one, uh, and then Lanzini had the second one. And I think the most glaring miss, I don't know if we discussing it, I think it was the four nails one. Because he had yeah. a lot longer to think about what he had to do. And he, he could, you know, if he'd have gone for a blast power low um, and Alisson saves it then he don't look as silly as what he did trying to chip Alisson so and with the Lanzini one he's done well to bring the ball down the defender slid past him and then just as the ball's bouncing up it's not an easy thing to do you expect it better from a professional I suppose it's you know it's just one of them things but then again Lanzini's, Lanzini's one of only you know Three West Ham players in my lifetime to score winning goals at Anfield. You didn't mention Frank um, O'Farrell passed away. Uh, I've only seen that literally in the last half hour. I got texted. Yeah. Very sad. Um, yeah, well, it gives me a chance to dig out a video of his life story that I found recently. Um, hmm. So, so why is it sad? Do you know well, who he was, Sean? Yeah, of course I do. Go on, then. who was he? Well, uh, he goes right back to um, the old days of No Cantwell. Of the old days. Yeah. Dave Sexton, John Byrne, all those lot, you know? John Byrne? Bond. Oh, John Bond. All right. And what he, was so he special didn't, he about didn't play with, uh, He didn't play with Puddlefoot. No. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, he, he, he spent eight years... At West what was the special between about 1948 him? and 1956, making yeah. 213 appearances. Yeah, so you've Googled, yeah? So no, I'm reading the Clarence Hugh article. Oh, right. Oh, right. Which is Googled off of Wikipedia. He's, he's, uh, he was capped nine times by Republic of Ireland, obviously. Played and for he was. And what was he? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, right. okay. I'm glad you that. said that because he was the oldest living West Ham player. Oh, right. Okay. 
And that's why it was sort of... I knew he was 94, um, but I didn't know yes. he was the oldest. Um, I don't know who replaces him. I'm, the, the, Billy Lansdowne springs to mind. Senior. Be, is Kenny alive. Brown, isn't it? Well, it'll be between them two. It was a second, yeah. It'll be between Billy Lansdowne Senior and Ken Ken Brown. Ken Brown's about 88. 87? I know he scored goals, but I don't know what position he played. I, f- I think he was a midfielder. Um, he's famous for managing Man United uh, after Busby. And he, he, he did very well to begin with. Had a bad... He, he, he managed them longer than David Moyes. And then had a bad second period, but then, but then fell out with Matt Busby, and Matt Busby sacked him. And apparently, Frank never had a nice word to say about Matt Busby. He made his debut in a non-competitive yeah. match in nineteen September, yeah. nineteen fifty. What was it? They were playing Arsenal. Uh, non-competitive. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was probably some junior floodlight cup or something like that. Well, Charlie no, Painter's testimonial. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Um, there you go. Yeah. So, he was quite that. a successful manager, lower down. As I say, he had that 18 months. He, he took Malcolm Musgrove with him to Manchester United. All right. But I'm going to put on six foot two later, an hour video I found made by Irish television company, hmm. uh, which was quite informative about him. £3,000, £1948, he was bought yeah. for. Met his wife. I think his wife came to me, Stan. Oh, really? Yeah, because obviously he lived local, didn't he? he lived yeah. Back in those days, they didn't just play in Upton Park. They generally lived there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very sad. Anyway, uh, back to the game. Um, is there anything else to say about... I mean, we're going to move on to Len. Is there anything else... I mean, you know, it didn't happen for us. We missed chance after chance after chance. I mean, obviously... Oh, I'll give you a stat attack. Um, they had 69% possession, which means we only had 31, but we were, I think, using it really well on the break. Uh, they had 22 shots, 5 on target, but we had 13 shots, 5 on target. Uh, we had six corners, they had four. Um, I it, think... It did seem quite close. I think w- w- that's the most shots Liverpool faced at home it from was, any team. It was, that's what the commentator season. said. Most shots yeah. at Anfield. Yeah. Um, and and look, uh, all Liverpool fans I know were, on Monday were quite humble and said, you know, you, you, you nearly Well, look, us. when they get that early goal, wouldn't it? when they get that early goal, generally you think, oh, here we go. But yeah. I, I, you know, we you, held, put it, yeah. you, you put it up there as, as a brave in defeat, yeah, and that's what it was, yeah. To do it without Declan Rice, yeah, even yeah. better. So, Len, yes, mate. You make it the same? Did you? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, the team I can't... was the best they could. I mean, there wasn't anybody else you really could put out, was there? I mean, what other formation could you do? No, you're quite right. I can't be happy with missing so many chances, regardless that it's Anfield. Yeah. Which was your but, uh, miss of the, the the day? Yeah, I think Lanzini's. Yeah, take take your pick, couldn't you? You could. 
Well, great finishing. I mean, I mean, was four nails should he have chipped better, or you uh, know, should Antonio should have passed? I don't know. There's so many ifs and buts, isn't there? Of saying, well, you just needed one yeah. more touch, and you know, or chipped a little bit more, and it, well, or higher, what, or was, faster. Well, I, I can't. It, you know, it, it's been and gone. I can't. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're disappointed not going on it, but. Um, I think, if I remember rightly, that was from Antonio's workmanship down the left-hand side. And I thought, he had a good game. He did have and a good you, game. And, uh, but you can't... This is why we, in my opinion, that we do need a striker. Because we can't... Antonio's just not about goals. And this making him the number nine, just putting the pressure on him to be the, the goal scorer at times like this. Yeah. And he, he's just as effective creating chances. Sometimes it's, it's quite unplayable. Yeah. Not brilliant, but unplayable. And what we need is a, a striker to... A greedy, selfish striker. One of those people who just gets one chance and finishes them off. A informed foe would have had a couple at Enfield. Someone like that. Or a Tony Cotty. Or a Teddy yeah. Sheringham. But we ain't got one then. Yeah. And yeah. I think Moyes could only look at himself. Uh, he said something. Um, do you know what? I'm going to pick up. He said yeah, something a bit I'm, nasty, didn't he? About um. Uh, who did he? Who did he slag off? I forget. Maybe that he's was saying some odd things now on the weekly. He basis, does, and Moyes. he sort of throws some of his players under the bus. Maybe I'm yeah. talking about the penalty. Who, who conceded the, the penalty? penalty. Uh, um, you're talking about uh, Dawson. Dawson. He's sort of Dawson single under the bus. What was he doing after the there? Southampton game. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really like that. I, I, I thought, you know, stay classy. You know, that's not... Uh, it stinks of a man who's fucking deflecting. He knows he should have signed the striker. Well, And I think... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
you know, uh, even an old has been that someone respected would have been better. Yeah. Like I'm saying, a Teddy Sheridan type, you know, some a little bit past it, but can do do a job, still do a job for us. Yeah. In ten minute spells once a month, that's what we need. Yeah. You, know, you didn't buy it. Anything else on Liverpool before we move on to a few yep. updates? You ready? Go on. Fabianski, 6.5. Creswell, 6.5. Ben Johnson, 6.5. Craig Dawson, 6.6. Kurt Zuma, man of the match, 7.6. Lanzini got 7.5. Vlasic got 6.1. Fornell, 6.7. Suchek, 6.8. Bowen, just a 6. And then Antonio was the third best player. Yeah. 7.1. Liverpool? As voted by the readers of Six Foot Two. All seven of them. Website. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you one thing you forgot, Nigel. (laughs) I only got one more to beat us then, haven't I? Go on. Oh, yeah. Dodds' away day roundup. Lucky I'm here, otherwise you would have forgotten that completely. Uh, yeah, you, you've sort of sprung that on me, and so all uh, I'll say is it's time for this. No, Dodds is a way day roundup. It is time for that. <laughs> He's still not ready. No, we, I, it's because I can't use get into Facebook on my phone. <laughs> Don't new bloody. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to give a little injury update while you're looking for. Yeah, it. go on, do that. Go on um, then. So, Declan Rice, uh, look, the rumours are out that he'd, he'd had a, a cold first, but it, I understand it's a virus, a mystery virus. So, last Thursday, he started feeling ill, fatigue, no energy, and a sore throat. So, we had COVID tests, lots of lateral flows, all negative. On Sunday, on Saturday, he went to Rush Green. They did a fitness test. He failed it. He just wasn't up to it. So, they, they, they had a private plane ready to fly him. To, to Liverpool, but it, it wasn't needed. He had blood tests taken on Saturday and a PCR COVID test. The PCR COVID test has proved negative. The P, the blood tests are inconclusive. They do not know what the mystery virus is, but it's just wiped him out. Um, it's not COVID. Whatever it is, he can't train at the moment. And, and I think the likelihood is he won't play on Thursday. Um, and, and travel to, uh, you know, Seville. In, unless there's a miracle, you know, we're, we're recording this on Monday, unless he f- wakes up Tuesday morning and suddenly go, oh, I'm fine now. I think, you know, he's he, he's not going to be fit for for Thursday. But as Nigel said, you know, we, we proved we could do without him when we play Liverpool. Uh, the other person, obviously, is, is Gerald Bowen. Um Obviously injured. He didn't look good when he came off. Um, he went to us for a scan on on uh, Sunday, uh, and the latest we've got today is, um, you know, he's he's. There's a small chance, ten percent, that he could he could play against Seville in Spain. I think that's wishful thinking. Ten percent is a, a very small uh, chance. The scan showed there was no damage beyond, you know, he, he was hit on the heel. Um, and, and we were told today that, you know, his ankle is very badly swollen. He's got very little recovery time to turn it around. 
So we're hopeful rather than expectant. But um, was it foolish of Moyes to play him? To play Bowen? Yeah. No, why? Liverpool. I mean, you, you can't say that injury was caused by playing him, you know, because he wasn't well, rested. Well, he wouldn't have got the injury if he, oh, I know, if he was but, rested. You know, you know, if you I get on with a plane, it would crash, you know. With, you know. <laughs> yeah, but the plane did crash in this case. Yeah, it did. And, you know, it brings up the problem. Uh, you know, it, it shows up his tactic, his, his stubbornness of not to sign anyone in January. You know, we've lost... Uh, I mean, we've lost Masuaku and and Antonio. Obviously, uh, they remain long term out. We we lost. We keep on losing. We did lose Zuma, but we've we've now lost Bowen and Rice, and it leaves us very very exposed. One possibility that came out today is FIFA announced that they that players contracted to Russian clubs can tear up their contracts. Uh, they they can cancel them. Obviously, that includes Alex Crow, who is a Croatian, playing for uh, or, or parent club is Spartak Moscow. It would have been very interesting how we paid for that loan anyway, in current circumstances with sanctions on the banks, etc. I'm not sure you can transfer money into a a Russian bank account. Uh, maybe through Bitcoin or something, uh, but I can't see Sullivan and Co doing that and not going out their way to pay. But yeah, Alex Crow, whether we want him or not, is another thing. And whether David Moyes wants him on a free, I don't know. But what he does open up is potentially every player signed to a Russian club is now available on a three. And that means we don't have to wait till summer if you really wanted to. We could sign these players um, on a three. Unless they've already played for two clubs. Unless they've already played for two clubs, you're right. Uh, And I spoke to him about uh, Nigel about this earlier, and he said, "Yeah, I can't see him letting Russians go. I can't see Putin allowing Russians to leave Russia and come to Europe." No, but they they don't have to be Russian, do they? No, 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 no. I think uh, no. What he's saying is, I could see foreign players signed to. Russian clubs coming and what's happening with the league there at the minute? I don't know. Carrying on or I don't know. Well, it can continue, isn't it? What you got to remember is this is FIFA withdrawing. It's and this is what I can't work out. Has FIFA kicked out the Russian Federation? Because if it's saying that players can tear up their contract, what they're saying is, for me, that's that's like FIFA's saying we no longer recognise the Russian Football Federation. Yeah, it, it does say that. The only, only way to interpret Just to it. correct myself, yeah. FIFA will allow foreign players in Russia to break contracts. There you go. So it is oh, limited to foreign players. You were right on that. I, I, didn't, mm. I didn't read that. Um, until the end of the season. No. So it's a temporary suspension of their contracts. But still. I can't see how that works. They've been told that players can temporarily join another club until the 30th of June, but they must return to Russia after that. So it probably makes no difference for Kral. Does it? Mm. No. Well, I, when the information broke, there wasn't in the last hour. You know, I'm just reading the story from the Independent, so uh, I wasn't aware it was a temporary um, 
That's strange, isn't it? It it does seem strange. It does seem strange because this is not a temporary war. <laughs> no. At the at the end of the day, if Putin wins, he has defeated the the valid Ukrainian government and he's then occupying Ukraine. What are we gonna do? Go, oh now you've won the war and stop killing all the civilians. Yeah. We're gonna let you back in. No, Russia's gonna be pariahs now for a long, long time. Yeah. So our FIFA can go, oh this is temporary. <laughs> well, well, they're probably hedging their bets. But interestingly, the Premier League is is about to terminate its deal with with um, Russia uh, for the broadcast Russian broadcasters for the broadcasting of, of Premier League. Mm. Um, yeah, I, 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 look, the, and the the only thing realistically, if you don't want to go to war, which NATO obviously don't. Is without getting all political, is you have to make life as difficult as you can, and the only people can make life as difficult as they can for Putin is it's harsh to say it, is the Russian people themselves. Yeah. The only the only thing that's going to stop Putin are the Russian citizens. Yeah. But it, we've seen how he treats his own. You don't blame yeah. him for not uprising at the moment. Well, talking of the conflict, um, I came out of retirement today to write one article. Um, Sean, hold up. Can we stop calling it a retirement and just call it part time? <laughs> right, part time. Yeah, because Frank Snatch has retired more times than you have and went back to work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, wrote, I, I occasionally in. write a finance story. And, no, and not I, occasionally. No, 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 no. Don't, don't stop saying that. Yeah, because it's my first one a week ago. Hold up. Two weeks ago on a Saturday, you covered the Saturday for them. Yeah, I did. But that was one after day. you'd helped them out. Yeah, but that's yeah. after you'd helped them out doing other stuff. You've probably done 10 to 15 articles since you retired. That may, ain't retirement. May, maybe eight, maybe 10, that, not that 15. That ain't retirement. <laughs> retirement is... Well, it is. No, you when don't I used to write eight stories a day, it is retirement. Yeah, but no, it ain't retirement. It's You've now gone part-time. All right. Yeah, so I, I, well, I don't sometimes. Still... I'm I'm a freelancer. Sometimes I don't write at all. You know. Well, who else are you write for then? I write for you and occasionally. I'm writing one on Krasinski. Um, oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, fuck you then. Go on, piss. I was off. going to write one for you as well. <laughs> well, before you said that, I was going to write for one for you as well. Oh, it's right. slightly different. Oh, but right. let me tell you. Anyway, this is about Krasinski. Um, the Sunday Times wrote an article on Sunday. Funny that for the Sunday Times, saying that. He was going to take a financial hit over his links with um, gas state giant Gazprom, and and basically that um, Fitch, who write the uh, ratings, downgraded his company EP um, Infrastructure uh, down to a negative. In other words, you know, don't buy this stock um, because you know, and and. He used, this EP infrastructure, which has got 69%, owns 49% of Ustream that runs the gas transmission piping gas from Russia to Central Europe, right? However, what you've got to understand is the whole company, EPH, which he owns, or the majority, 69%, uh, turns over 8.5 billion euros, that's 7 billion pounds. When you look at EP infrastructure the one they're talking about that's only one and a half billion pounds or 1.25 billion pounds 
And actually, the gas transmission part of it is only 550 million. And they released a statement three days ago saying, we continue to move gas. It has not been affected by the war. So it's slightly disingenuous to make out that this is going to affect West Ham or him because it's, all right, it's 550 million pound of revenue, not of profit, out of 7 billion uh, that he turns over in his, his energy company. But not only that, right, it's still running. And what he actually has done, and I, I, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but he's diversified his stock um, over the years. Um, so he owns 49% of the French newspaper Le Monde. He owns 5% of US department store Macy's, worth 300 million. He owns 10% of Foot Locker, which is worth another 370 million. He's got 10% um, of Sainsbury's, worth 710 million. Dutch Post Office, he owns 25% of, worth another 366 million. He owns 19% of Royal Mail, worth another 800 million. He owns Czech newspapers, three of them, five and and another five percent of French retailer Casino, which owns supermarkets. So, oh, and let's not forget Germany. He owns forty percent. He owns a stake in Germany's Metro, which is a supermarket chain, and um, and. 40% stake in Mail Group, which is an e-commerce company in Central and Eastern Europe. Let's not forget 40% of Sparta Prague and 27% of West Ham. I don't think the black guy is going to be short of a penny or two. And, you know, I think sometimes the Times and other people, because after the Times run the article, other people are going, oh, isn't it just our luck? This is, you know, we get a billionaire who goes bust. This is the Icelandics all over again. This guy is not stupid. Without being rude about him, usually he's found ways to make money out of situations. He made a lot of money in the pandemic by realising people would want the Royal Mail more and supermarkets more. And he made an absolute killing. And he was right. And I'm sure he, you know, with the pushing up of oil prices, right, and gas and everything else. Remember, what his company does, apart from gas transmission, is generate power, store gas electricity transmission all of those things are still going to be needed some way or other i think it would do all right and um if anything it's going to make money out of this conflict nigel that must give oh, enough right, time to it? find um the uh the art uh, the uh dodsies away they ramble yeah one quick other thing before we go, go to dodsy then yeah go on. um and it's sort of do with legacy of our owners go on and a little thing that's sort of gone under the radar at Birmingham City. Now, while they were at Birmingham City, they redeveloped three parts of the ground. Right. Left one part undeveloped, because obviously they were trying to move them into an athletic stadium twice. Yeah. Um, you see the plan. Uh, the, the, there's a strange thing that's happened at Birmingham, and it sort of comes back to our owners in a roundabout way. Birmingham City's had its, this season, had its capacity reduced to 19,000 because there's parts of the ground that can't be opened because of um, its dangerous structure. Oh. 
Now, I assumed that was the old stand. <laughs> it now turns out it's two of the new stands that were built under Golden Sullivan. Are you, are you suggesting they're somehow to blame? Well, no, but if if the building is done by you, bought and paid for, or whatever, signed off by you, and it's then your, turned your, out your to be... temporary microphone is shit, by the way. I just want to say that on behalf of the listeners. But that weren't me crackling then. Oh, was that Len? Um, yeah, that was me. I just let the cat out. All oh, right, okay. So, is it not on them? If you find that the people that owned your house before you had done something that in that affected your ownership of that house 10, 15 years later, how would you feel towards that previous owner? I don't know, but this these are all allegedly and claims and are not the Hold up, opinions. what do you mean allegedly? Well, well hold up. Hang so on. There's no allegedly you don't about know. It. I don't know whether this is true. You're making lots of accusations. These are not necessarily the opinions of more than just a podcast or Canning Town Len or are completely you... the opinions of Nigel Hang Carr. on. And look at the six foot two. What? Well, look at the, the. There is evidence out there, yeah. These are two of the new stands that were built, yeah. I don't know. The, the I need problem... to do a bit of research on my own. Oh, uh, do you not believe me then? I might think I'm lying. No, I, I'm not. Do you not, not think I've looked but, into but, this? But I don't know. I'd have to know who who so built them. So you believe Wikipedia, but I'll tell you, and you you like going. Who built them? Oh, then? What, what company built these stands? Well, no. Obviously, they were built by builders. I don't believe Golden Sullivan got out the welders, yeah, and welded up the steel. Yeah. yeah, but obviously it was done under their ownership and under their watch. Well, you know, you can procure lots of things and it turns out bad 25 years later. I'm not sure you can pin it on Golden Sullivan. Well, and I think you've got slightly blinkered view of anything they touch. Um, do you not think they've got anything to answer for then in that way? Well, n unless you can point that there was some corruption or they Sean, cut corners hold up a or something Stop like a that. Stop right. a minute, yeah, because you're going down this tangent again. Have I accused them of corruption? Well, what are you accusing them exactly of? Well, basically, they oversaw shoddy work. But you, you do understand that someone like, I don't know who the MD was at the time, someone like Sullivan and Gold, you know, they employ professionals you would expect to oversee when they're procuring a service like a stand, that the professionals know what they're doing, the lawyers know what they're doing, the commercial people know what they're doing. The health and safety people, which there would have been in the safety, would have checked it over. You know, building regs, building codes, all of this thing that the, the workmanship should be off before they paid the final bill. That's normal for any company. They boards hire professionals to do that, right? And they would have had liability insurance for the board and liability insurance, I'm sure... For, for some of the senior managers. I don't know enough about what you're talking about. I am going to look at it now. You've talked about it. I don't know enough of it to, to know the history of this, to make a comment. So that's that then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Dodds is a way day roundup. Funny enough, I had to restart my laptop. <laughs> well, I, I assumed we lost you. Yeah. While I was mid-rant about yeah. you and you. You always go on about corruption, and it ain't. But at the end of the day, they got shoddy builders in. So anyway, dads is a wee day roundup. Let's just bloody do it.
He says, um, oh, where's this bloody, oh, computers, I tell you. You only have life. one job. Shut you up. No, I didn't. Job. I've got about four at the moment. Uh, right, here we go. Dodsey's away day roundup from the bing dipping capital of the world. Bit racist. I'll allow it, though. Saturday games. Oh, sorry. Away games like London buses. I've had nothing for a while. Two have come along in quick succession. Uh, he set off from Taunton for the massive drive to Liverpool. He's put in brackets, twinned with Beirut. Bit harsh. It was just a short of 550 miles there and back. This is lucky for me. Petrol prices are still 145 for diesel in Taunton. I did notice I was in Swindon Sunday morning that it is cheaper out west for the petrol. I do not know why. But anyway, I'll tell you what I was doing in Swindon later. Oh, yeah, you don't ask. Again, he says, travelling with the maid, Miriam, to break up the journey. We parked in Asda again. Uh, a bargain with a parking app. He says, 454 hours. He said, if you want to know what the app is, you can ask him. Anyway, he said, off we went to the church. Out of respect for the two vicars on more than just a podcast. Uh, unfortunately, he says, it turns out the church in Liverpool is a pub. This is our world. We did try. Uh, it was clear in the pub Liverpool expected to absolutely smash us and mentioned four and five nil were being branded about. And me and the maid kept our heads down, even though you'd have sounded like Liverpool fans, the Perry, the Welshman and the West Countryman, wouldn't you, up in Liverpool? And uh, we kept our hands in our pockets in case they stole our money. Oh, stereotypical. And then he goes, please don't think I'm stereotypical, don't. Uh, the ground is under renovation, so you have to walk around the cop to get to the away end. And the Hillsborough tribute has been moved, but it's still a really nice touch. And if you ever go to Liverpool, please do go and see the Hillsborough uh, tribute, I suppose is what we called it. Memorial into the ground, and the minute's respect to Ukraine was well respected, except by the Uligan youth. Oh, they're still there. Who, when the 99% of West Ham faithful joined in with You'll Never Walk Alone, he uh, he sung the sign on, sign on. He said, Yet when players took the knee, they applauded, so they do get it at times. He said, It was funny to see just before kickoff, we haven't covered a plane flying over above with the words. Cat Lives Matters. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. To think some people spend their money with strange ways, isn't it? Uh, he put, the game made you really proud to be a West Ham fan. There was great passion end-to-end, -end, and it was a joy to watch. And we took the best team in Europe to the wire. He got home at 12pm. Not ideal, but Seville, here I come. And Len? Yes. Brady out. Brady, yeah. Didn't he go to Southampton? Yeah, but we've done that. I'm doing two. All if you right. want to see the Southampton, go I to six foot two. All right, and I you didn't can see read the all South. that. Was he there? I didn't see him. He was. You did. Did I? Oh yeah, I did. I, was bumped, not... in, I bumped into him with uh, John Rotunsky on uh, the concourse before the game, yes, didn't I? Because yeah. I was standing talking to him at the time you came walking along. Yeah. Cool. All right. I think I think we're about done. Look, it's been a long day, and apologies to everyone, but we're not going to do a, a question well, time. You, you and Nigel aren't doing it. Yeah. Not my idea. 
Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, well, no, no, not me really. But it's it's out of respect for Nigel on his first day because he's had a long day. He's literally coming without any dinner straight on there. So thanks for making the effort. Otherwise, there's going to be no podcast at all. So as they true, say, yeah. something's better than none. You did say you had one on Twitter and you'd read that. And I think I oh, yeah, Sean sent one on on uh, Messenger, which I'm trying to work it out to get. Well, I can do the Twitter one. If you, you do the Twitter one. All right. So. Oh, hang on, we should do that then. Yeah. I know Len likes doing that. That's the only reason he likes question time. Uh, so, Roger Markham. He'd be from Bristol. He talked like that, he does, oh, Roger. Does he now? Uh, he, I, I believe so, yeah. I'm pretty sure he does. Uh, hi, Nigel. He says, and the lads. He says, I thought I'd try Hello, Twitter, Roger. as I never make the, well, he's a customer of yours, um, yeah. <laughs> as he never makes the Facebook window, which is, you wouldn't have made it a day either because we ain't put it up. He says, it's now clear the PR machine, and he is right about this, is in full effect for Rice's move. In both recent yeah. interviews, he's dropped in how W West Ham re- uh, released him at 16, but we didn't know, and how he makes no secret that he's hungry for trophies. Yeah. Yeah, there's also no evidence of real love from him for West Ham either. So the question is, will we spend the money coming before it's public or got ripped off after everyone knows how much we got to spend? Mm. I, I I was told by an agent who's usually quite well in the know that we'd, he, he thinks he's going to go and we'd accept anything over 80 million. Which sounds a bit low to me. I've always been told. Look, I know a number of people that know him. They either know his brothers or they know him because I know a lot. I, obviously, I'm. I was born in Chesterton, which is close to um, uh, Kingston, where he's born. His girlfriend comes from Chesterton, so there's not a lot of people that know him. And you know, it's a big Irish family, so there's a lot of cousins and brothers and everybody. And everybody knows. Oh, I know. Everybody says to to me that talks about him says he is very grateful to West Ham look there's no hiding he's a grateful he's a boyhood Chelsea fan always has been always will be they gave him his break his family's Chelsea however his dad is his agent Sean Rice and his brother's help right and they're very loyal to him so they've gave up their Chelsea season tickets and they've come to watch him they follow West Ham because they are Declan Rice fans that's right, what it. What point you're getting to? The point I'm getting to is he loves. He's loved his time at West Ham. He loves being at West Ham. He is very grateful for the off for the opportunities they they've given him, and he he will give every ounce while he's here. But he wants to go, and and you wouldn't blame him, Len, to the next level, and if he can't do that at West Ham then he has to go to a top four club. And I don't think any of us could hold him back from that, if we're honest. This is not about him. This is not about his family. This is not about the board selling him. This is about a player who we took a chance on, has now surpassed and is bigger than the club. And that might not fit very well with us, but it's the truth. Good luck to him. Let's get as much money as we can for him. 
and 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 spend it wisely. Do you disagree, Len? No. What made you think I disagree? Well, I, know. I, I no, I don't disagree at all. Uh, and I think the fans will, you know, appreciate him and not hold it against him. And I hope so. Buy buy paintings of him if he goes abruptly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I've got one question that came to me from Nick Carvey. Sorry, uh, uh, AI Sean um, on on Messenger. Um, he sent one, even though we're not doing a question. He said Southampton very disappointing performance and a result. Another cup run over. The three at the back really didn't help us, but I assume Cresswell was injured and Moyes didn't fancy Longello or Ashby. It does look it. The bin dippers, racist. I feared the worst with the news. Rice was ill, but thought it would be good to see how we'd look next season. Also surprised that Moyes went with his strongest possible eleven, given Seville was only days away. Fair point. A very decent performance, however. Our finishing can only be described as woeful. Oh, for a striker who can put away some goals. Question for you guys. If Daniel Kudinski and his companies get hit by sanctions because of their Russian connections, will you laugh or cry? And could you see Sully or Gold getting their checkbooks out in the summer if Kudinski is brassic? Hashtag Brady out. Brady out. Now, let me just answer first before you laugh or cry. Kudinski will not get sanctioned. He, he he doesn't deal... Well, he he transports gas from Russia to the rest of Europe, which they desperately need. So it's um, it's a marriage of convenience. And as, as I said earlier, that gas pipe's still working. So I can't see him being sanctioned. It may get cut off, right? At which point he loses a small part of his business. But, you know... Do you think Sully and Gold will get the checkbooks out? Absolutely not. But will Kredinsky? Absolutely he will. And he will loan us money at 6% or whatever I said before. And uh, this won't affect him. If anything, the energy crisis, mark my words, go back to this episode. Kredinsky will make money from this conflict and not lose money. Nigel. All right. All about money um, with you, isn't it, Sean? Yeah, it is about money. Anyway, <laughs> we, we, we're at an hour 10. We promised Nigel would keep it short. Well, uh, one more. Then. Go on. Dodsy wants to ask a question. All right, well, that he ain't wrote one, one down, but... He's... but uh, yeah, because you're all like, poking fun at me. I'm glad. Um, well, you're tired. I am You tired, are tired. Yes. I am it's tired. not me. I was like, oh, he's, done proper, <laughs> he's done a proper decent day, honest day's work for the first time. It's nervous like exhaustion. It's a big day for him. It's his first... He got a job proper day before is me. A job, I feel like doing a proper bona fide job. Like yeah, yeah. he, he got a proper job before me. <laughs> the woman asked me like, "Who did you work for before you joined here?" And I went, "Me." And she was like, "Oh," I said, "Yeah, I work for myself." She went, "How long to do that?" I was like, "28 years." <laughs> yeah. She went, "It's a bit of a shock, then, isn't it?" I went, "It probably will be." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's today. It will be. Anyway, uh, go on, read it out, and then we're going to predictions. So, <coughs> Dan thirty one sixty forty three forty said that Moyes left himself with a small squad due to his transfer policy, but he keeps refusing to use the youngsters. Uh, is Moyes blocking the youth pathway, or do we think they're simply not good enough? 
I believe they're not good enough. In Moyes we trust. I've got Dodds's question. Go on, him. You read it. All right, my handsomes. How's yous doing? Reference to Southampton game. What did you boys think of the more than just a podcast reunion? I counted at least 11 members meeting around Mount Kilimanjaro or Sean, or Sean Whetstone, <laughs> as we know him. <laughs> at that point, I'd lost like six or seven pounds. What's he talking about? Oh, you got obviously got a long Well, you weren't Everest, was you? Last week's podcast was highly entertaining and reminded me of an episode of 40 Towers. Sean playing the major. Len playing 40, and of course, Nigel being Manuel. Len saying to Sean, don't mention the war. Sean saying, well, you started it, and Len, no, we didn't get... And Len saying, no, we didn't... Didn't you did by invading Poland? Yeah, that was the old... Right. That, that was Battle 40, you did that? You started yeah, it, that's no, what you he's saying. Yes, you did, you invaded that's Poland. That's what he said, you idiot. I yeah, I, I wasn't listening though, I was reading it. I didn't. So, for God's sake, do not mention the Ukraine war again. Yeah, quite right. Because, oh, in the right. words of Lionel, Len of Canning Town, Richie, he will be, <laughs> he'll be dancing on the bloody ceiling. Sing it, Nigel. Questions? I don't know why plural are. Neighbours, the Australian soap has been cancelled and we're finishing June. With that in mind, what one TV program would you bring back if you could? And what is your favourite sandwich? And then, yes, Brady out, Brady out. <laughs> I like the clang. What is what what TV program would you bring back if you could? Clangers. Can you bring back people from the dead or? Yeah, yeah of course. Oh. The clangers. Boop, 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 boop. Ooh. Or Magic Roundabout. I'd like to step toe back. I think that'd be good now. Tommy Cooper. Um, Tommy Cooper. Alf Garnet. Two death us two part. Yeah. I mean, he'd have a field day at the moment, wouldn't he? Well, yeah, but... I mean, it may not be, you know, PC, but, it, it you know, I, I suppose... He, he became what Johnny Spate didn't want him to be, which was he, he yeah. became a hero, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so it was it's quite strange. But then again, Johnny Spate says he didn't want him to be a hero, but then no. made him such a likeable person. Yeah. In in a way. So yeah. So he failed Johnny Spate. Really. Yeah, but um, I suppose that would be um, which Steptoe didn't Marlon. because. Gordon yeah. and Simpson wanted to make them warm characters. They could pull yeah. anything off. It was it was the first ever real sitcom. Do you know what? Or the other one I'd go comedians. for would be Citizen Smith. I like Citizen Smith. That was uh, John... Um, John Sullivan. John Sullivan, yeah. yeah. That was my favourite. When I was a kid, that was my favourite. Yeah, like, I loved taste that. as a kid, yeah. my taste didn't change much. Strange, really. And anyway, favourite sandwich, bacon. Bit of bran. It's the only bacon sandwich is the only thing you can enjoy for breakfast, lunch yeah. or tea. Or tea, yeah. Bacon I think I'm with you, Versatile. a bacon sandwich. Yeah. 
crusty and Come on, Sean, this is your fucking poncy answer. I like smoked salmon and light Philadelphia with chives. Oh, I do, do love. Know, do you know what? Do you know what? I was just going to go with chives. I love, no, 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 not chives, capers. So a bagel, <laughs> a bagel, right? A, a bagel, poppy seed bagel. A poppy seed bagel, lightly toasted with English butter, um, some, um, some smoked salmon, obviously from Waitrose or Harrods, and then... Oak smoked. Yeah, some In capers. In a whiskey barrel. Some capers, some Russian caviar, a little bit of salt and pepper on top. I mean, yum, yum. How many points is that? Oh, that would be a lot. Yeah. That's your thing, so. Smoked salmon should be all right. No, it should be all right. You might be right. It's not Weight Watchers podcast, though. Nah. Anyway. You have to have it on Rye Vita, though. Will you please call your wife immediately? Zimov! Zimov! She's in the hospital, you silly girl! Yes, call her there! I can't! I've got too much to do. Listen, don't mention the war. I mentioned it once, but I think I got away with it all right. So, it's all for us now in this... There you go. Don't, don't mention it. Don't mention the war. Um, let's do predictions. Um, Len, we've got two games. One against Seville. I don't think any of us are going. And um, one against Villa. On Sunday, uh, I'm on the NFE, uh, NFC trial. Were you two on the NFC trial? Len, do you want my, do you want my prediction? Yeah, go on. And are, are you on the NFC trial? I know you, you went away for a second. Oh, I ignored it. They emailed me. You think I'll oh, fuck off? Yeah, go on. So, what's Just, your prediction um, for the two games? Seville, Seville lose 2 1. Oh, uh, bring them back to London Stadium, beat them there, yep. and uh take our luck on penalties okay. and then uh aston villa i f- oh, it- think we'll beat them okay. on sunday all right Len? Len? what's going on with len we've lost him he'll probably say one nil though wouldn't he what have you Is done with back? len He's, he's gone. He's gone. We've lost him. I'll do my predictions, just in case he comes back. I'm going to go Seville. I'm hoping we can stop them playing. I'm going to go for a very unexpiring nil-nil uh, away and just hope we can stop them playing their game and, and bring it back to London Stadium, but all square. Um, Aston Villa. I'd like to see a win. I'll go for 1-0 win. I, I don't see where, where goals are fun at the moment, and I don't see a glutz of goals, but I'm hoping maybe Bowen will be back and uh, we're all, you know, we're back to our winning ways on Sunday. Um, we've lost Lynn now completely, so he, you're not going to get his prediction. He'll probably say 1-0, 1-0 um, losses. Um, I have been Sean. Nigel has been tired. Len is long gone and unlikely to come back. I don't know what's happened. Hope he hasn't been knocked out by a nuke attack or anything because uh, it's coming this way. So it'll probably, well, you won't hear this because it will never be uploaded. Um, yeah. And uh, I've been here. 80 minutes, probably one, one hour 20, one of the shortest podcasts we've done in a long while. But Nigel, you can go to sleep. 
Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Back next week. Listen, don't mention the war. I mentioned it once, but I think I got away with it all right. So, it's all forgotten now, and let's hear no more about it. So that's two egg mayonnaise, a prawn gerbils, a Herman Goring, and four colded salads. Oh, wait a moment, I got a bit confused here. Sorry, I got a bit confused because everyone keeps mentioning the war. So could you... What's the matter? It's all right. Is there something wrong? Will you stop talking about the war? Me? You started it? We did not start it. Yes, you did. You invaded Poland. (laughs) Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.